Bienvenidos al podcast de Latino Founder Hour. Each week we invite you to spend an in-depth hour with us as we speak with a Latino startup founder from somewhere around the world. Aquí conocerás esas historias de éxito y fracasos, retos personales y lecciones aprendidas. And we have fun. We're live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in at startupradionetwork.com. O en versión podcast después del show. Escucha. Listen. Aprende. Learn. Y emprende. Launch. Bienvenidos de nuevo. Episodio 99 Latino Founder Hour. Les saluda Edgar, fundador de Clica. Silvia Salazar, fundadora de Tono Latino, our episode 99. 99. Episode 99. Next week is two years that we've been live in the air. Thanks to everybody that made it possible. Our amazing sound engineer here, Alain Beausoleil. Thank you for all your hard work. Bonjour. Bonjour, Monsieur uh, Our fantastic producers, Mark and Michael. Thank you. And, well, today we have an... Uh, a guest. In studio. In studio, wow. yes, which we always love. Anthony Weir, founder of A Word Catalyst, which I just had the pleasure to meet about an hour ago. So, Anthony, first of all, welcome to the studio and welcome to Portland. Uh, and I who I've that. already sort of met on Twitter. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah you, thank you. Thank you. Well, thank uh, you. And again, you know, you, you just got to Portland recently. Yeah, I, I moved here December 22nd. That's when the flight landed. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. So, you spent your first Christmas here. Yes. How was it? Uh, it was awesome. Awesome. Uh, I spent it with close friends, and uh, there wasn't a lot of snow, which, uh, being born in the Midwest, I was very, uh, I, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. <laughs> and, and we didn't have bad weather, so it was it was pretty spectacular. Without so, a doubt. That yeah. You will not get the snowstorms that you are used to. <laughs> if yeah. there's this much snow, the entire city is paralyzed and everybody stays home. Wow. Because there's no snow plows or things like that. Wait, yeah. no snow plows? Well, There's no, there, very, there very few. Yeah. Not for neighborhoods, not oh, for suburbs. Wow. It's only for there, there, main actually, roads. A couple of years ago or a year ago, there was a, a snow day, quote unquote, and literally no fl nothing came down. <laughs> but it, yeah, uh, well, wow. it came down, but it didn't stick. So like, huh, everybody like Snowmageddon 2018 or something like that. It was no, completely like ridiculous. 2016, there were we did have some. two weeks with a couple feet of snow and you couldn't just... Yeah, you could leave your house. Oh yeah, you people were. Wow. Um, yeah, because they plowed the main roads. In the, okay, in but the, not the, yeah. in the streets. Wow, I hope you got to the grocery store before the snow, then, right? Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> uh, Some of us, uh, a lot yeah. of tuna and, and spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Anthony, we we just met and we were talking about you know having this uh, great conversation about startups, mental health. Uh, but tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, you grew up in the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I grew up in the Midwest. Um, wow, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, was raised mostly from the time I was seven till the time I was eighteen. Um, my dad raised myself and my two younger brothers, and we lived in this. I, I say tiny because it seemed tiny, but it was probably a pretty roomy two-bedroom apartment. And um, during the day, we'd go to school. And at night, um, dad would take us to his side hustle, um, which was a janitorial company. And so we'd clean, we'd clean whatever we had reached to. <laughs> and yeah. um, that's how we earned, quote unquote, the, the roof over our head. And uh, it was also quality time, too. Now that I look back, it was quality time with dad um, because otherwise he was either sleeping or working. Yeah. And your dad was a postal worker during the day and then afternoons. Yes. He you had know, his janitorial service. Yes. Yeah. I yes, love how you flipped it around of 
having quality time with dad because yeah. now there are you know people with uh, degrees in child psychology are saying that you should do more chores with your children to bond with them to keep them away from electronics which was not our case when we were younger but <laughs> right, yeah. uh, they're trying to tell us now people that have kids to do exactly that I mean probably not huh. Go and <laughs> start a side hustle. Uh, start a hi- side hustle and bring your kids well, why with not? you. But I mean, yeah. why not? Let's bring your kids to work day, right? Absolutely, yeah. every day. <laughs> hey, mine, mine sits and watches the de- the political debates with me. So oh, my, my, mine just they, they just want to watch stupid videos and like God, it, it's but aggravating. But you anyway. were bonding with your dad. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, well, and I, and I think like to this day, it was those kind of moments who which, which helped shape me. Especially when you think of the terms of like we're talking about like toxic masculinity and those kind of things, mm. and you know we had that quality time, and then at night, Dad always gave us a you know a kiss and said, "I love you." Oh, that was fantastic. So it's you know that's that's how I grew up and kind of the frame from which I kind of live my life and everything. Okay, wow. And, and you know, for example, you know, talking about, uh, about toxic mascul- masculinity, we were just talking about it in the mm-hmm. other room. Uh, because Sylvia, I mean, has experience, and we're gonna be open. You know, we, we oh. see her live feeds, and there's some animals and online. Uh, and I'm gonna, well, I, I, maybe I shouldn't insult animals because animals are, you know, <laughs> they wouldn't are, do that. Are semi-civilized. There's some people that are like, you know, sending comments that are compl- not not only rude, flat out disgusting. And it's like, dude, who raised you? I mean, not wolves, obviously, because the wolves are, you know, orderly. They have a mission. <laughs> uh, so, like, what race you, you know, to what, what compels you to, to act certain way or express yourself, you know, towards yeah. a woman? Yeah, and I, I think, I think, and I was uh, actually on Twitter, because I'm on Twitter a lot. Um, this morning, someone posted something about, like, men needing to do things and change. And, you know, I think... A lot of it starts with yes, how you were raised, so that nurture versus nature kind of thing, and then, but also now we're adults, mm-hmm. so we don't have the excuse of that's how I was raised, and I think it's on men to take responsibility for their actions and to do the inner work, which women have been women uh, have been doing for decades. Mm-hmm. That's why they were able to have like Me Too and all these movements because women are grounded in who they are. Yes, everyone's still a work in progress, but. They also call each other out in a good way. Yeah, um, and I think men, we need to do the inner work, but also call each other out on the on the on the crap that we're doing that's beyond disrespectful. Absolutely, and, and like I said, you know, I, I was being honest. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we can be pigs, you know, we, oh, with yeah. our friends and all that, and we could, that's a reality. Men mm-hmm. are gonna have boundless testosterone with some of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for the the guys that don't, but um, but. It, you know, there's a place and a time. You sure. Know? There's always uh, a place and a time for for certain things, and there's a pl- uh, and there's no place and no time for another things like you know the comments that we've seen you know with, uh, you know the, the, just the language the the messaging. There's no place and no time ever to to be you know talking expressing yourself like that. Yeah, I, I you know I, not not being a woman, I don't see some of the most disgusting things, but. The, one of the things I see a lot, um, because I, quite frankly, like I'd say like 70% of my mentors, whether they know it or not, are, are women. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I see them do things like do an AMA or ask me anything or ask me a question, you know, how social media does, and they post, and they're like, there's people, there's at least every single time that someone is like, are you dating? Are you single? Are you something, something, something? And I'm like, seriously? You're going to waste, well, not only waste this person's time, 
but also just do something that's just so out of bounds. Uh, inappropriate, and, out of bounds. And that yeah. is like the least. <laughs> yeah. That no, no, is no, like, no. oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, how many marriage proposals did you get this week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's that's the benign thing. That's what what the she's showing me is like, holy crap. I, mean, I, I didn't even like, he, what compels you to, to, to do that? I was like, seriously, what what's wrong in your head? Uh, and I do want to point out, I, I mentioned this when we were talking in the room, but I've been all working with groups of men for decades mm-hmm. as a female engineer Ugh. a computer engineer i'm used to being the only woman and feeling very comfortable with groups of men i mean they behave differently than women but i even the uh, probably they don't say the same things that they would do in the locker room but i they are good guys and they would i don't know probably they would fight or something mm-hmm. when i'm not there but other than that um they're not going to do the things that we're seeing right now. Yeah, what no, I'm no, no. Is, is I, I mean, what I saw, honestly, I mean, I've been in locker rooms. So yeah, it was on that student mm-hmm. athlete. And yeah, that, that wasn't locker room talk. That was just like, okay, that, that's almost criminal talk. Like right. maybe that's how they express themselves in jail. Who, uh, I don't know. You know and I, don't I, pass I will judgment also that. say that I think all of us are starting to become more aware of things that were okay or that were, that people just said several years ago and now we realize hey that that's, that yeah, that's really not, is yeah, not something that i should say and we are becoming aware of how that is wrong and we can recognize hey i i said some wrong things right. in the past um well and i think that that's that's part of the like the, the evolution right like are you able to as an individual to look back on mm-hmm. something that you said mm-hmm. or used to say and either not say it or if it's something that was like out in the public say yeah i screwed up um, like even for me, like right, right now, not on like the uh, kind of the sexual side of things, but more of when I talk about something I'm like, oh, that's crazy. I'm like, well, crazy. There's so many other words in the dictionary that I could use instead of the, the word crazy. Yeah. Um, because crazy has a couple connotations to it that you just want, don't want to put out there. Um, yeah, it's always, as long as I think, as long as we are willing to be a work in progress, yep. um, but when it comes to the, the toxic stuff that we were talking about, I think a lot of that is, is being unchecked. Like nobody's checked Absolutely. them along the way from a parent to their friend to their the group, the you know, group of people that they hang out around with. Nobody's saying anything. Yeah. And you know what? I'm gonna the, the first one that I'm gonna call out is myself. Yeah. Uh, because you know, now I have a do- a sixteen year old daughter and a ten year old and they call me all the time. Well, not all the time. I'm not that bad. <laughs> But, uh, you know, sometimes I just do it because it's, I think it's funny uh, just mm-hmm. to get them a little bit riled up. And they know me, you know, my very sarcastic sense of humor and that I just want to poke ribs. I just want to keep he poking loves the ribs. I love it. I get he that. Loves you it were smiling he... when you said that, too. <laughs> no, no. You should see. Like, when I'm trying to do stories on Instagram about Democratic issues, he just, like, always finds the way to poke at me. And Trump, I'm like. Trump 2020. You do not say that because you know I will block you. <laughs> But he'll be like, Bloomberg 2020. I'm like, bye. So, yeah. But, but yeah, they they call me out um, because they're progressive. You know, they're born here. They're very aware of, you know, things that are. And, and yeah, they actually one of the biggest um, realizations this holiday season. I love there's a song, um, Baby's Cold Outside. And my 16-year-old daughter, like, have you heard the lyrics? I was like, I love that song. Oh. I love Christmas. And for the first time, I list, I, I heard 
But he's like, have Watching, you listened to the yes. lyrics? And my daughter, I'm like, oh, that's Ooh. not good. Ooh. That's not okay. That's definitely not okay. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have listened to them. And, and it's like, I know huh. exactly what you're talking about. And that reminds me of there's a song from The Little Mermaid. I will try to remember which one because I haven't watched The Little Mermaid. Oh but somebody goodness. put yeah. the song out there. And if you slow down to actually listen to the song, mm-hmm. to the lyrics, it's very rape culture. Very rape culture. Oh. Yeah. And well, if yeah. you listen to Baby's Call, it's like, it's, it's like huh. And my, my daughter didn't use the, the, the rape, but it's like, have you listened? And when we're well, listening on the radio. And the girl like, wants oh, to leave and he yeah. doesn't want to let her. And right. he's like, oh, no, no, drink some more. Here. Drink some more. Oh, uh, see that. And, and then you listen to the lyrics, like, oh, shit, you're right. And I'm like, I'm getting called by my daughter. You're, I was like, what, what do you say? Like, you're absolutely right. I think. But thank you, you were willing to listen. And you were open to somebody pointing this well, out. And I pointed and it out because otherwise, again, you know, listen to that song over and over throughout the years. And I'm like, yay. And it's super cute. <laughs> somebody like, might no. kiss the girl is the name of the song. Thank you. See, this is why I love Social my people on, yeah. yes. on live. Kiss the girl. Listen to that song. It's just, yeah, kiss you're the like, girl. oh, no, what no, a, you don't kiss what a, yeah. I mean, that, get, that can't be an, a bad song. Go listen. Listen, like Edgar said, to the lyrics of kiss the girl. And yeah. there's even, I believe there's one dude on YouTube that did like a what do you call when you like modify the song like he slowed remix. it down he did like a remix and slowed mm-hmm. it down and it's just like 10 times creepier the way he did it oh, and you're uh, like oh my god <laughs> yeah See, I'm gonna, now there's two songs I gotta listen to or li- yeah. like, and yeah. then in Spanish oh, well, Suelta Spanish. Me Gorilla I don't know that song. That, that might I, be your country. No, don't make me song. Don't make me sing. I will. Okay. But <laughs> it, it just, the woman says no. And she's like, yeah. Oh, but that, like that, there's so many of them, like mm-hmm. salsa songs and ugh. Oh, I can see salsa songs. Yeah. That. Oh, a, a lot. But mm-hmm. but anyway, Anthony, you know, going back to, so you're the founder to, uh, <laughs> of a word catalyst. W- what do you do? In- well, I, I'll explain it this way. Um, I've started my first company in 2008 because I was tired of climbing the corporate ladder and looking at people's butts as I go and realizing that no matter what ladder I climbed, it was always going to be somebody ahead of me. Um, that combined with like the seed of my dad planting in me of entrepreneurship. Um, about when I was in 2008, I was like, okay, I, I want to do my own thing. And my... The way my brain works, it's not linear. Linear. I see things in systems and ecosystems, and that's that's how I'm able to connect the dots. So my first company, thanks to my mentor um, Claire Desell, um, she was a client, then a mentor. We had breakfast one morning. She's like, "What you like to do is what's called management consulting," and I had no clue about that. I was like, "Oh, really?" It was like totally like I didn't know what I didn't know. It's like somebody yeah. seeing an airplane for the first time. And um, she's like, people can make money, and you help people. And I was like, cool, done. So Martin Luther King Day, 2008, I launched my first company, um, S4X, like Solve for X. Um, for those math and science geeks, that's kind yeah. of a play on words. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I started that company, Management Consulting, um, and it was fun. Uh, and then I had uh, one client uh, who was a logistics company, and we were going to turn the company around. And instead of turning it around, we decided to start a new company. Okay. And um, so we, 
and turning it around, like we were talking about intuition when we were talking earlier. Um, before we started that new company, I had this voice inside of me during a meeting, and it was like, don't do it. Like, literally, like, don't do it. It was screaming. I thought it was whispering. So I didn't listen to it. Oh. And so I started this company um, with four other co-founders who, turns out, weren't aligned with the same values I was. Um, And it ended miserably. Were you able to turn those? I mean, obviously, you learned a ton of lessons from that. And I guess the number one lesson that you learned was... I should really listen to the little whispering yes, voice. Yes, yes. Uh, I, so, I mean, that has happened to me. Yeah. And I've ignored it. I'm like, no, 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 that, that, no, really. <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> listen yeah. to it. But other, what other lessons did you learn from that? Yeah, so um, learned the lesson. Disaster. The, the, the other lesson I learned from the disaster was um, always have your legal paperwork in order when it comes to any kind of business partnership. Um the other thing was realizing that um, I know in this world in climate we talk about today about getting venture capital or mm-hmm. bank loans and all this, it's there's more than one way to get money. Um, so this is a good lesson um, I found because part of our funding we got was from the um, economic development incentives from the state and the county and the city where we were located. Um, the other lesson uh, I learned was to... Um, Realize when it's time to get out um, and get out uh, with um, in a pragmatic way. So instead of I was emotional, so I left um, and I left without getting any kind of compensation. It was like oh. a really bad relationship. I was just like, I want to be out of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm done. Um, and so realizing again, like looking at the situation, I, you know, I, I could have come out a lot better financially. Okay. Um, and then just also, I think on the the human side is like. Making taking the time to understand what you want and not being in such a rush to make a decision um, that you make the wrong, like a wrong decision that's not align, aligned with you. Because um, looking back after the exit, I would have picked different partners or not gone into the, or listened to the voice. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's asking you, what is what was the hardest part of the separation for you? Um, I think the the hardest part was... I think figuring out what's next and then the hurt, right? Because I got into this with friends who are people who I thought were friends and Mm. turns out like, you know, they weren't my friends. They were in it for the money um, and they were in it to use my skill set and what I brought to the table to their advantage. And then when I was no longer useful, they left me out. Betrayal. That's the word. Thank um, you. I'm usually not the person with with words because I'm the engineer. So, uh-huh. But the, what you were just describing seemed to me like you felt betrayed by the people that you thought were your true friends. And exactly. I, I'm not saying that I'm glad you went through this. I'm just glad that you can step back and look at it in such a objective way to extract the lessons of it that you mm-hmm. probably applied later on. Yes. Not that you didn't go through a horrible experience, and you have you you obviously have to go through a certain amount of like mourning. Yes. And because it was your baby, and you didn't just lose your company; you lost your friends, you lost money, but that made you a lot better. It's the whole kind of um, mm-hmm. millionaire slum dog, like all the accumulation of <laughs> our mm-hmm. past experiences that turns it builds us what we are today. That's exactly right. And and to your point about that period of mourning. Um, especially with entrepreneurs, and I, 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 I see a lot of parallels in relationships, and because I'm not married, but I've 
dated along the way. But so one of the things that I didn't give myself enough time after that exit was to take a beat and understand who I was. So like any entrepreneur, I saw another problem. So I went to go try to fix that oh. problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I learned a couple things and then I got right into another company um, and it was a tech company. Um, and again, pulling pieces together um, to uh, help solve a problem. So this is 2008 talking about like um, cloud-based security um, for technology, um, small, small, medium-sized businesses. And so I pulled together what I thought was a great idea, um, had strategic partnerships with the university, got accepted to an accelerator, um, had a co-founder who was, who was my, he was my, my, my ride or die kind of guy. And, but we had like the wrong business advisor. So I learned a lot of lessons, but now there's more, there's always yeah. more lessons to learn. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But you keep accumulating the lessons, and exactly. that makes you stronger. It's like going to the gym, yes. like the marathons that you two used to run. Yep. Or going, going to a bar class. Yeah. First day yes. is horrible. 20th time is a lot better. Second day is harder. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're sore and you still don't know what you're doing. Um, so, yeah. So, that, that company, it got to a certain point, um, like right before they, we started the accelerator, and um, the advisor was to was supposed to um, give us a certain amount of bridge bridge funding. Um, the day we called him, he went silent. He ghosted us. He ghosted. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. He ghosted. Back when that term didn't it, it, it exist, exists. he ghosted yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. He just flat out ghosted. Um, so left me um, with, I had no funds. So I ended up like living in a car in New Orleans um, for a week. Oh, wow. Um I was at, that was one of my like low, low points um, because we all have low points, but not like your lowest points. And so um, we, what I did, um, actually I reached out, thanks to Twitter, this is back in 2008, I reached out to a friend on Twitter and for coffee, turns out he had just bought out his co-founder and he needed help with his company. And the same day I got um, a call, kind of a check-in call with one of my real mentors Um and he had just finished consulting Zappos. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, uh, as they were closing out their kind of their big turnaround of being focused on values and happy mm -hmm. employees and all this. And he's like, Anthony, this is where business is going. He's like, so figure this out and start to, like, I'll help you, but you need to do your research. Um, like any good mentor, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, John. With John's help, and then working with the side hustle, uh, I started to like rebuild myself. And so, hindsight, looking back, one of the things I, the other thing I did personally, because we all have to work on ourselves personally, I think, as founders and entrepreneurs, um, I was like, mm -hmm. okay, so I've been a janitor, I've worked at a bar, and I'm like, I need one more thing that I can do anywhere in the world in case everything goes to to, to crap again. And so, I took yoga teacher training. Oh wow! Yeah, look at that. We got a yeah. yogi here. Yeah, and yeah. it was um, it was super dope. Um, and so I I took it, but one of the most um, fascinating parts was um, we were doing this hip opener, and so we'll I, I can totally deep dive uh, at another time or whatever about hip in our hips. We that's where we store most of our tension. Yep, uh, I will see. There we go. Shakira says it. Hips don't lie. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Well, she Colombian hips yeah. don't lie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, One of our listeners says the gentleman has grit. Ah, thank you, thank you. I, I'm gonna admit, I don't know exactly what that means. So maybe you're gonna explain that during the break. Yeah. Is it like? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so um, during during that time, like 
I, I we were doing this hip opener, and I was we were on our backs and doing this whatever position, and I just started to cry, and it was just that messy, ugly cry. You're like not for any particular reason, but you just like unlock something, and you're like, just like your all your feelings just yes. explode. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. I know. I know. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know that, but well, it is a weird, weird feeling. Let's let's, let's, do, let's, do a let's take a break, break because this is like getting super break. exciting. Perfect yes. time for for ads. All right, little break. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionist. At Ruby, they've mastered the art of turning rings into relationships. Their team of remote receptionists answer all your calls live as if they're right there in your office. And with Ruby's mobile app, you easily control just how they screen, transfer, and take your messages. Together, you and Ruby transform your phone into the sales engine it was meant to be. Visit callruby.com forward slash startup radio to sign up, or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code STARTUPRUBY. Tell them Sylvia and Edgar send you and you get a $150 credit. Today's episode of the Latino Founder Hour is brought to you by CPA Dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Well, and we're back. We're, we're back. We're, it's yes. so exciting. <laughs> so anyway, Anthony was telling us, you, you, you have this opening moment, which... Yeah, so it, it, you know, I, it started. To, it it lasted for a while, and we only had twelve people in the class, so it was really intimate. So, after our little session was over, and I cried, like we had kind of a discussion about like why I started to cry, and um, and I say twelve people, so two guys, ten women, okay, um, to put things in context. And how did the other guy react? Because I I think women, the other ten women, mm-hmm. are probably okay. It's more common for women to just break down crying yeah. because mm-hmm. our emotions sometimes get the best of us and we break down. But I like. Yeah, I, I don't. For I another guy I, honestly, to, I wouldn't to... know how to react to a guy crying. It's like, do I touch you? It's like, dude, are you okay? You want to yeah. call nine one one or something? Um, yeah. Was he? Was, I, was, I mean, he was at least in yoga class, so he probably. Yeah, he was. Uh, every like he and and the the women in the class were just like so like. They they created a safe space for me to talk mm-hmm. about awesome. it. Awesome. Um, so part of it was just I think all of the emotion of the startups. Um, some of it was from like my my youngest brother in 2003 had committed suicide, um, or died by suicide, not committed to died by suicide. Um, and then like I had like visions of my my grandfather who like died on my birthday back in 2000 or, or 1985. So it's like all these like things. Everything comes at you. Everything yeah. everything um, all at once, and it's just it's boom. like um, it's like thinking and feeling through a fire hose. So, so it's literally things that you bottled up. For 30 it years. Just, yes. For some reason, yes. and your body doesn't know what to do, and you start crying, and you, if you're very, like, rational-oriented, you're just trying mm-hmm. to rationalize this, and it's not, and then you get angry, and you cry more because you don't understand what is making you cry, <laughs> yes. and it's just, like, this yeah. stupid, yes. sur- like, cycle. Oh, wow. Well. Uh-huh. When I'm super stressed, it's mostly, like, my hip flexor, so really the crease when you're sitting down, and it hurts to sit it hurts to drive like you can like you can't i've been to a point where i'm so stressed that it hurts to push the pedal or the brake mm. in my car because it's the the hip flexor yes is just 
is where I store all of all of that uh, tension, that stress, that all and right. the neck. Here, I'm gonna prescribe you 2.5 milligrams of edibles. No, which are I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. No. Completely legal in the state of Oregon, by the yes, way. Yes, but no. <laughs> Come on. I'm Come good. On. No. Oh, There's always good. a time and a place we're talking about that. <laughs> you can bring me another one of your tequilas, and I'll take there that. There we go. And Next then week. you will take yeah. me uh, home. Uh, <gasps> Next week for the 100 episode. Oh, yes. Yeah. We're celebrating uh, but with tequila. I need, okay, but let's make sure that I parked in like a more than two-hour space because I won't be able to drive in <laughs> two hours. Go. And I got some really so good So I need hooch. a garage. Yes. And then I can do the tequila live. Yeah, yes. that's a celebration. And then the accent comes out, Anthony. Like, like I, what are you talking about? Like, no. like Sofia Vergara. Like Sofia Vergara. It just it becomes a little bit crazy. Uh, like I, two sips of tequila and I transform. <laughs> no, I totally understand the accent. My um, uh, former partner, she was from uh, Bogota. That's where I'm from. Ah, see, good people from Bogota. Thank yes. you. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, so she, yeah, she was yes. Yeah, and, when I'm tired or yeah. when I'm like two, two ounces of alcohol, and I just ooh. no, but that's just you. I, I know uh, a lot yeah, of, of women in, yes. in Colombia that can no, actually no, it's hold just, their liquor. It's me, yeah, I'm saying that's just Sylvia's and an Uber lightweight, like a flyweight. Yeah, pathetic. Yeah, pathetic. but anyway, we haven't reached yet. You know, the award catalyst. Yeah, we're no, get, gearing no. to, yeah. towards that. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm not an elevator speech. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no but this is what we do here. You're super fun to talk to. But this is what, what we do here. Um, is like is the build up, like what the story, you know. I, I mean, I, and I had so many. I didn't want to inter- interrupt, yeah. but you know what you were saying. Like, yes, I've gone through that. I've gone through the anger and the disappointment. And I'm gonna choke you, little fucker, because <laughs> you. And then you know, had conversations with mentors and friends. Like, mm-hmm. let let it go. Mm-hmm. And it, it sounds easy. And I was like, oh, yeah, I let it go. Yeah, after about a year, two years. But, but if but if I find you and you know who you are, I will. Watch your knees. Watch, watch me. You don't want to see me angry. You do not want to see me angry. No, definitely not. Hangry? Hangry. Oh. I, I saw, we saw you last week. We had a little... We had a little taste. A little of Sylvia glimpse of Sylvia. And the elevators. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. So um, yeah, yeah. So um, so this is like towards the end of 2009 um, and into tw- the beginning of tw- 2010 is when um, I finished up yoga teacher training. So for the next two years, uh, actually, I I taught yoga, um, some classes, private lessons. Um, had the the honor of teaching yoga to kids. Oh, cool. um, which is so fascinating because they're just they're open to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, as opposed to adults, are like, I'm not flex-. Adults will give you an excuse. A kids will go, Oh, hey, okay, you know that kind of thing. Can you come over to my house because my daughter <laughs> was invited to go to a yoga class and she said, No, they just sit on the floor on carpets. And they call it uh, Jedi training. They're trying to like spin it to make it fun. And so my husband was very proud. He's like, that's my daughter. Because, and I'm like, no, you should have gone to yoga. You know how to do a downward dog. You can do a three legged dog. She knows how to do all these things. And she's Uh like, no, they just sit on the house, on the floor, on these carpets. Well, I look at it like yoga's like it's been around for three thousand plus years. It was mostly um, only allowed. I say allowed to be practiced by men. So it's really fascinating that it's flipped. Yeah, and now men don't want to practice it. Um, it. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, it's it's it's. There's a lot of those dynamics that and lessons I learned now that actually I'll pull forward and kind of tie together. Yeah, um, especially how we were talking about toxic masculinity um, and how women have done the inner work. 
um, I saw firsthand how women were doing the inner work. This is back in 2008 or nine. And in my, one of my things I think about is the reason why we're able to have the change and dynamic change that we're having now is because women have done the work. Mm-hmm. They've done the work. Um, so, so for two years, I, you know, helped out the friend who I met for coffee, um, and then uh, supported some other social entrepreneur, uh, social enterprise, uh, companies. Um, the coolest one was this company that made, was it Paletas? The Paletas. Pop- popsicles yeah. on a stick? Oh, yeah, here? Paletas. Oh, no, it was in, uh, it, it was in the oh. Midwest. Oh, because uh, there was one similar here. Just in, yeah. Just in, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was awesome because all I had to do was show up. There was this, like, 1970s ice cream truck that he renovated. Um, it was called, like, it was, can I say the name? It was, like, Nicey yeah, Treat. Yeah. Nicey Treat. Yeah. So it was, like, the Nicey Treat truck. And everybody wanted the Nicey Treat truck. Uh, and so so I helped him do sales and some culture stuff and, and, and that kind of thing. So Is this still around? Um I don't know. He may be. He may be. Yeah, Shout Indianapolis. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was awesome because, like, to see the impact. Yes, we made money, but to see the financial impact we were making on the community and and on people's lives and, and things like that. Um, and it also gave me kind of that joy of again of being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and and helping in that way, as opposed to just being. Let me see. Money equals stuff. Stuff equals happiness. Yeah. And then you realize that order of things equals a lot of misery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started to swing my pendulum back um, from super spiritual and kind of this broken down and almost like the phoenix, right? You know, mm-hmm. you have to go through the ashes before you can rise. Um, I started to, to look at companies and take my mentor's advice and go, hey. Research. Your, research, yeah, yeah. Are your employees happy? And, you know, understanding that employee happiness is directly tied to how much profit you will make every single year and directly tied to the customer experience. And, and so I started to do talks around that to, to, to my people, so our people, small businesses, mm-hmm. diverse businesses, um, because I, I saw that we were kind of left out of this loop. Um, yeah. And I'm like, Zappos, if a company that really, they're a customer service company more than they're a product company, and they had like like a backlog of people who wanted to work for them, and yeah. they were making mm-hmm. money, like billions, um, if they can do it, why can't we like, scale down that to help us yeah um so so over the last pretty much the last 10 years it's been iterating on my life which in part is iterating on my business um and i started to look at what i really wanted to focus on and so i wanted to help founders okay and so getting closer to this aware catalysts um I, I love Catalyst because I'll forever. My undergrad is in biochemistry, so that's oh, oh yeah. wow, that so, explains a lot. And yeah. then A where Cat, I mean, uh, yeah, my name is boom. Anthony Ware, yeah. uh, Ware, you know. Uh, oh, no, oh no, I I, I shot the whole I little Easter egg thing. Full of Easter eggs, that see, name, yeah. yes. And really fascinating because the, the idea of me naming my business Aware Catalyst actually was sparked by a friend. Sparked. Oh, did it? Oh, see, ah, see? You see you're on fire. today. She's on well, fire. <laughs> She's combustible today. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it was sparked by um, a conversation I had with my friend Katie in 2000. Actually, it was in like 2008, 2009. We were in this restaurant. Um, it was a brand, like one of those restaurants that's semi-fancy, but not so fancy that you can't wear a p- pair of tennis shoes. Oh, not yeah. like Portland, okay. not, not on the Portland level of tennis yeah. shoes, just like tennis shoes. Uh, like Midwest or Midwest. East Coast. Yeah, okay. East Coast. Yeah, yeah, here, that vibe. Here's here, a different here, level. Here, yes. different level. But they have like that brown craft paper. 
Oh, um, yeah. And so, and this is something I, I think I recommend like entrepreneurs do. Go hang with your, your friends that are running businesses just to hang, not with an agenda, mm. just to hang and see what bubbles up. Because Katie, it wrote like, your name is aware. Let's have like aware, something aware. And that seed was planted like 2008, 2009. And now it's come full circle to be aware catalyst. And not only do I want you to be aware, so we focus on, I focus on uh, founder mental wealth, um, but I want to be a catalyst for uh, you to level up your your life and your business um, based on like a couple different pillars. And, and when you think of like our life, too often we're like work-life balance, work-life integration, worth like da 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 I'm like, no, we have a life and then everything else falls under that umbrella called life, whether it's work, putting diapers on the kids or doing everything else. And it just fluctuates along the way. So we have that. And then when you think of like mental wealth, um, too often mental wealth or mental health is defined by the lack of mental illness. Mm -hmm. And I say mental wealth because going to bar class, um, taking a walk, having your, your time with your edibles. Whatever you do. Why do you point at me? I don't do it at all. Well, just, I'm just only because you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just brought it up. I, 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 exactly. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah just, I'm with I'm you. Just I'm just choosing anybody. Like I'm just, you know. Um, or meditation. For me, meditation. Walks. walks. Your arts and crafts. Um, I look at those and I, I teach that those are your, your mental wealth deposits. And so much like we want to build up our bank account, we want to build up our mental wealth. And it can be generational because mm -hmm. you model, what you do is modeling for your kids, for your peers who don't know what to do. Um, and so to the last two years, that's been my focus. Uh, and to, to the extent, like last year, I did a, um, a report, um, the inaugural um, mental wealth report for founders. And right now, if you look at data, if you see like the, 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 the major magazines and things of that nature, um, industry magazines, they talk about um, entrepreneurs have like 2x more depression, 2x, 3x this or that yeah. when it comes to like suicidal thoughts and all these things. They, that report was actually based on um, a study done on 242 entrepreneurs, 70 plus percent of them were white male. So while the data is somewhat valid, mm -hmm. it's not in pure context. So what I, I did, yeah. I wanted to wanted to say, like let's let's look at one what we're doing right. So let's start with that first, and and look at for for people who you know black people of color, Latinx, um, women, women, LGBTQ, mm -hmm. um, in the U.S. and the U.K. because that's where I had relationships. So reaching out to founders and saying, what are you doing for your self care? And turns out, like, the number one thing was um, spending time with friends. With friends and family. Mm -hmm. So that whole connection. Yeah. Um, and so looking at it from that standpoint, it's like, let's share this. And strategically, you know, you can either, I could have written a book or I can do a report based on our, 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 our community, our founder and yeah. entrepreneur community. So that is my, when you think of, like, a strategic tactical thing you can do, it's like, plant your flag so then people know you're no it's to be known for something that is mm -hmm. your yeah you're the thought leader on mental and it, wealth yeah. and not just focusing on male white male entrepreneurs but a lot of the underrepresented communities exactly can you give us again i know you already said it yeah. and i don't want to put words in your mouth i was trying to type it yeah somebody asks what is mental wealth and i was trying to answer it but i think you will say it faster than i can type it for people yeah so mental wealth is it's the accumulation of the things you do to support good mental or positive mental health. 
um, in terms of like spending time with friends or doing your favorite hobby. Your hobbies, yeah. Things that yeah. bring you... Bring you joy, bring you happiness, um, um, including doing nothing. Like the Which art is very doing... hard for entrepreneurs to do. Yes. 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 And, yeah. and so it's it's wealth because if but, you... But you know what? It, it is very yeah. important. Uh, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think for entrepreneurs, I mean, I think maybe... Um, well, I, I said I entrepreneurs mean, because we're great. in an entrepreneurship yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, 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 no. But, why, but, but, but even yeah. if you take for people. 20 minutes, and, and my wife can understand that, that sometimes I'm laying in bed and staring at the wall. No, nothing's on. Mm-hmm. No, there's no TV. There's nothing. I said, like, what are you thinking? And I was like, huh? Nothing. Like, like, nothing. Like, no, no, no. What were you thinking? Like... Uh, nothing. nothing. I was staring at the wall, and it was just like, <laughs> yes. I was like zoned out. But I, it was and I'm like not better than a nap. I'm not. A, I'm just like, just I, 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 I just put this, new, you know, the airplane mode yes. on my brain. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then your brain is happier after those twenty minutes of no. Yeah, well, more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's happier. Yeah. Well, sometimes it depends. I mean, it may, because you know we have so much stress and shit going on that sometimes it's like, oh fuck, you I'm need a hip opener. Yes, <laughs> I probably do. Yeah. So you just, or you just need to work with me. I do one-on-one clients too. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. No. I, 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 and, uh, but but you know what we're talking about in the room. Or like come to that... my bar method class. <laughs> Both. Yeah. Just saying. Both. I'm actually uh, doing hip opening exercises today. Oh, well, I was going to add whiskey doesn't count towards mental health, so that doesn't. No. I mean, it's mm. great. It's fantastic, but that that, that you know, it, it's not. It shouldn't be part of the just exclusively. That yeah, was not routine. part of Anthony's list. Yeah, not as yeah. a damper because I, I, yeah. I think like drinking and um, like right now I can't drink, so it's really fascinating. Like, how do you relieve stress? Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it to relieve stress, that's well, um, negative stress because stress mm-hmm. in of itself is not bad. It's like because to be born, we have to go through nine months of stress. Well, yeah. not including the mother, but I mean, just the child, uh. that the process of being born, right? Yeah. Um, let alone growing as an individual. But if you're doing something to either numb out, that's the probably word, to numb to something out. To numb yeah. things. Yeah, that's when it's not good. Because what's the end to itself? I mean, I'm a gin, I'm a gin person. I love, I love gin. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like your mental wealth, I think it's it's doing things to accumulate kind of this bank of uh, of positive stuff for your mind. And do you, for example, um, came up with a, a guideline or, or uh, as an example, say, well, well this is kind of like what should be uh, yeah. an infographic, let's let just call it, and you know, for the people that are more like visual, like th- this is an example, not not just the, mm-hmm. the guide, but an example of a guide. I mean, and then you build your own. Well, I say, I'd say um, the best the best example is to look at your own life. Mm-hmm. Like the way to build mental wealth, like one of the biggest issues for founders and, and, and entrepreneurs is this whole concept of imposter syndrome. Yes. Right. So if you think about it, if you really think about it, though, you're being an imposter. It, like you trying to be somebody else. That's that's being an imposter. You trying to be yourself. You can never have imposter syndrome. Like if you kind of just pragmatically look at it. So something truly tangible for for everyone listening to do is please. Is, please. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is, is to do this kind of life assessment. Um, so take out some blank sheets of paper, um, and you have to write it down, write this down. So take like your last like 10 or maybe 20 years, um, or since you started working on some level, uh, and and look at the highs and the lows and write these down and then, then leave, leave that paper for a day or two, come back to it and start to look at the themes that come about. So when you talk about things like grit or creativity or, um, a, the ability to create connection, 
um, the, the ability to look at the world mm-hmm. and systems, those kind of things, those will pop up. And they'll pop up unique to the, the, the your storyline. So when you do have this feeling of imposter syndrome, pull that piece of paper out and look at it and go, these are my strengths. These are yeah. this, this is this is how I can impact the world, um, and it includes if you're if you're currently working at a at a business and you got a side hustle, um, still you can pull it out, mm-hmm. um, and, and so that's like like one of the like the more foundational pieces of being able to start to create mental wealth is doing that. Um, you can always always build on things like going to therapy, and therapy mm-hmm. isn't like I've been through therapy. I loved it. Um, we'll go again probably later this year. Um, and, and that's one piece of the puzzle. You have to find the connect the, the the collection of things that work for you right now in your life because you're a different person than you were five years ago. You're not the same person, hopefully, that you will be five years from now. So even like therapist as an example, the therapist you have now most likely will not be the therapist you need five years from now. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's, so it's a constant evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Put in the work yeah. just like you would. Like I need to balance my bank book. Well, do people stop ink books? Anyway, I need. Mean, <laughs> no, yeah, we, we yeah. yeah, but that, that whole yeah. concept. Yeah. Sheet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so where can we find you? Because we're running out of time. We need to. We need to, keep, to, we need to have Anthony yeah. back because <laughs> yes. it was just like the just appetizer. The, <laughs> yes, and it's a it, long conversation. Yeah. So, but but where can we find you? Where can we reach out? Yeah, the the best way to find me is on Twitter. Okay. Um, Twitter, you can find me on LinkedIn too, but the best way to find me is on Twitter, and it's uh, the Anthony Ware T H E. A N T H O N Y W A R E. Okay. And do you have a website? W A. Oh. Um, the, yeah. Oh, okay. You're spelling this uh, yeah. wrong, Edgar. Uh, the, the web website's being being updated, but I'll go ahead and give it out because it'll be updated and you'll find it. Um, it's just right now it's it'll be foundermentalwealth.com. Okay. So. Foundermentalwealth.com. Yes. Which you is know. there an and is there an aware catalyst website? Um, no, because I'm rethinking how to structure it. I'm looking at uh, aware catalyst being kind of an umbrella company. Yes, okay. Um, under which I can do anything I want. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you, Anthony. Thank you so much. You've got a, a lot of love. Yes. You're getting so much love uh, from. Thank you. The people that are on the live, and, and it, it just warms up my heart. Yeah, and if they yeah. have any questions, like send me a DM. I'm happy. To, like I, I'll, I'll, I respond. It's not. Guys, I, he is great on Twitter. There's I nothing automated. There's That's nothing automated to my Twitter. Okay. Connected. Well, thank you so much, Anthony. Happy Friday, everyone. Thanks, and, and we'll look forward to having Stay you. Stay tuned next week. Yes. Episode 100. 100. <laughs> two years uh, with tequila. <laughs> Thank you. Happy Friday. Today's episode of the Latino Founder Hour is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. They offer comprehensive PR services, and Publicize becomes a member of your team and can promote multiple PR announcements monthly. Check them out at publicize.co and tell them Sylvia and Edgar sent you. You've been listening to the Latino Founder Hour podcast. El programa Latino Founder Hour es grabado en las instalaciones de NetSpace en el estudio Bigfoot Podcast en la hermosa ciudad de Portland. Our audio engineer, mixer, and podcast editor is Alain Beausoleil. Diseñador de logo, Carolyn Main. Our network logo was designed by Jessica Chan. Diseñador de sitio web, Cameron Grimes. Our production assistant is Chelsea Lancaster. Tema de música, Funning and Sunning, de Kevin McLeod. Cree en ti mismo, sueña en grande y confía en el universo. De Marta Leticia y Silvia Romero. 